T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Eleven oh five, late night on a Monday night. Steve Thompson in for Henry Lake. Henry was in for Dave Lee on the morning news. He'll do the same tomorrow. Dave returns on Wednesday. We're at thirty-four degrees here in the Twin Cities, and variable winds at three miles an hour. So the winds have calmed down, but that allow our temps to drop even further. You know the story. Uh, things clear out, the winds drop. That allows the temps to go down, and uh, we're going to bottom out at around 29, and then on Tuesday, mostly sunny, scattered snow showers in 43, and then on Wednesday, sunny in 46. Thursday, sunny and 60 degrees, chance rain in on Friday. It looks like a dry weekend with highs in the 50s. It's a little early, but never never too early to look forward to the weekend. Uh, the Twins uh, are going to resume play. After a tough weekend with COVID-19, they didn't play Saturday night. They didn't play Sunday. They didn't play their scheduled game in Oakland today. They will make that up tomorrow as part of a double header. Our coverage begins at 5 with Chris Atterbury. And then our play-by-play just after 5.30 from Oakland. It'll be a straight double header. Corey Probus, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. And then a getaway day game. On Wednesday afternoon, a day off Thursday for the Twins, and then the Pirates come in. And speaking of the major leagues, Scott Miller joins us. And Scott's covered the major leagues for a long time, and he is in Southern California these days. Scott, always good to visit with you. You as well, Steve. How are you tonight? Yeah, good. Good to visit with you. Thanks, as always, for the time. We should probably start with... Uh, the the Twins, the the latest team to uh, suffer difficulties due to COVID-19. As I mentioned, they lose the game Saturday and Sunday in Anaheim. Uh, they kind of had to hunker down at the hotel in Anaheim. And then uh, the good news is no more positives, and they were able to travel this evening to Oakland to get ready for that uh, three games over two days at the Coliseum. Yeah, maybe a uh, maybe a day off today will cool down, help cool down the Oakland A's. Those guys have been on fire. What they won? I think eight games in a row. I mean, they started off slow and 
they haven't lost anything since. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's unfortunate for the twins to have to take a three day break, but yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. Um, in this year, we, we knew that, you know, everybody's trying to play that 162 game schedule, but we knew there'd be, you know, people all summer long, uh, especially early, we're trying to dodge the, the COVID virus. And, um, you know, the, this is an example, Steve, too, of why, you know, the owners, remember over the winter, they tried to delay the season a month. They, they wanted to start on May 1st um, because they felt like by then more people would be vaccinated and maybe we'd be, you know, past the worst, uh, you know, even the latest spikes of the coronavirus. But, you know, the Players Union said, no, you know, we don't want to wait that long. And so they ended up starting the season on, as, as scheduled. And, um, you know, I think this, what the Twins have gone through is one example of, of why the owners were hopeful of starting on May 1st this year. Yeah, and when you look at the Twins situation, and obviously we've been following it very closely because I happened to be on the air Saturday in the lead-up to the game, and, mm-hmm. and Drelton Simmons was the first. He didn't even make the trip to California, and that was maybe the first sign. And then there was that false positive for manager Rocco Baldelli, and there had been a lot of talk that a number of the Twins had been vaccinated, but it does take two weeks for – uh, yep. people to be fully vaccinated. So the Twins are in kind of that uh, no-man's land, if you will, heading for California. They, they they played the Angels on Friday night, got beat 10-3, to and then the, there were just signs throughout the day that they probably weren't going to play. And when they uh, postponed the game Saturday night, you knew the Sunday game would be close to follow. And then I speculated out loud, it's like, Boy, it's going to be tough then to jump on a plane, even if it's yep. a charter, and go up to Oakland and be able to play on Monday. And sure enough, the good news is is that we're in a spot where the Twins haven't had any more positives, and they will be able to resume the season. But you know, and I suppose every club is just kind of fearing this scenario. Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, it brings back bad memories of last year. Remember yep. when the season started late in July, late at the end of July. And within the first 10 days, there was a really bad outbreak with the Miami Marlins. And then quickly uh, following that, the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm. Remember, that was all within the first 10 days last year of the 60-game schedule. And then, you know, there was some thought as to will we even be able to make it through a 60-game schedule. I mean, you know, the first two weeks into the season last year, things were in serious jeopardy. Um, You know, now we're not as a country as bad off now as we were back then. Um, but you know, one difference is too, this year, remember last year, uh, when they redrew up the schedule for 60 games, they, uh, they also kept everybody in their own geographical area. You know, last year in those 60 games, the twins didn't fly all the way to California to play the angels and to play Oakland. Whereas this year we're back to the normal schedule. So, yeah, I mean, that increases the degree of difficulty a little bit in terms of, of, uh, travel and, uh, and, and, you know, trying to, again, dodge the virus, stay ahead of the virus, and, um, you know, stay away from it. Um, you know, I remember last year, again, when, when everybody stayed in our geographic region, <clears throat> remember when uh, St. Louis finally got the all-clear to play uh, after their outbreak? Remember, they had been off for almost two weeks, and then 
And then remember they played in Chicago, I think the White Sox in an early game, and they they rented like 40-some different vehicles in St. Louis, and everybody drove to Chicago mm. in, in a convoy separately in their own vehicles so that they didn't, uh, you know, they weren't all together as a group. And, and that was all within playing in the same geographical area. Whereas now, I mean, obviously the Twins were, uh, whenever they, they were done, I mean, from Anaheim to up to Oakland, it's, you know, it's about a, whatever, about a seven hour drive. That, that's a little long to, you know, have everybody rent car, their own cars and drive, let alone the fact that, you know, when they leave Oakland, go home, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you, you got to fly. And, and these are all part of the variables within the schedule this year. Yeah. Uh, Scott Miller joining us uh, and has covered the major leagues for a long time. Good enough to join us here at News Talk E3O WCCO. And uh, one of the things that I, I think we're, we're starting to see is with the return of fans that the owners are, are probably, and uh, granted there's television money and, and, and there's internet money and so on and so forth, but but the economics of the game, I, I I think it's true across the board. You know, the NFL with their gigantic television contract, really probably the only sports league that came out unscathed that just dipped into the profits. The owners in the NFL, but but for MLB, the NBA, and the NHL, the Timberwolves game at Staples Center in Los Angeles last night against the Clippers, you know, not a lot of fans. Fans were allowed in the building, not a lot, but th- this is. This has got to be, and, and no one's going to shed a tear for the owners, but economically, it, it's got to be tough right now for MLB. Yeah, I mean, you know, because obviously they're playing a full season, so the players are making their full salaries this right. year as opposed to yep. 60 game last year. You know, they were only getting paid prorated salary. But, uh, yeah, they're making their full salary this year, and, and the owners certainly are not making full money with, uh, you know, I know uh, for the big Padres-Dodgers series this weekend, in San Diego, uh, speaking of California parks, I'm not sure what the Clippers, uh, Timberwolves in the Staples Center. I don't. I, I, living in California, I, I, you know, I should know. I should pay more attention, I guess, to indoor venues. I don't know what percentage indoor they were allowed. Like I heard, it was only a couple thousand. Yeah, I, I talked to one okay. of the beat writers for the Star Tribune who was covering and mm-hmm. was at Staples. Mm-hmm. He said it seemed to be about two thousand. You know, it yeah, wasn't a big crowd. And and that's, I know they just reopened indoor arenas too. Right. And I, I, Staples Center must hold 18, maybe 20,000. But right. the point is, uh, outdoors in California right now, um, it's anywhere from 20 to 33%. Now, down in San Diego, Dodgers were here over the weekend. And I was out, I actually wrote a story for today's New York Times on the Dodgers Padres rivalry. So I was working all weekend in Petco, and it was about 30. Now in San Diego, because San Diego County coronavirus numbers have declined, just this homestand, the Padres were able to go from 20% attendance in Petco Park to 33%. So they were able to go 33% for the, were able to go from 20% attendance in Petco Park to 33%. So they were able to go 33% for the Dodgers. And so there were, uh, there were about 15,000 fans each of the three nights for that series. Um, so, you know, I mean, getting there, but again, Petco holds 40, some thousand, 43, 44,000 as capacity. 
So back to your original point about, you know, the owners losing money. I mean, you know, even even now they could go 33 percent. But, you know, so there's 15,000 in a 43,000 seat stadium. And as good as the Padres have gotten this year and, you know, that that Dodgers Padres, that, that's been highly anticipated since the winter is, is you know, maybe maybe for 2021, the best rivalry in baseball, given who the Dodgers are and how good the Padres have gotten you know they could have sold out. I mean, so just take that one example. For you know, the, in Petco Park, three-game Dodgers series, they should have had forty-three, forty-four thousand three nights in a row, and yet they only had fifteen thousand uh, three nights in a row. Yeah, and with with all the associated, uh, the the beer, the hot dogs, the yep, the, the yep. you name it, it it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And and the only reason I bring it up, and I want to talk more about that series in a moment, but but it does lead into where the game is going into the next collective bargaining agreement. What happened in 20 and what's happening in 21 economically, the the twins have been able to have up to 10,000. Now, granted the weather wasn't very good for that Red Sox series, but yep. the, the twins were able to announce sellouts for the games against Seattle, including the home opener. So, you know, you've got 10,000 in a 40,000 seat ballpark like target field, that's pretty common around the major leagues now in Texas. You know, they, right. they've had a sellout and so on and so forth. But, but Scott, you would think that would be a factor for the, uh, you know, going into this collective bargaining agreement that the, the game financially has taken a beating two years in a row. No question. And, and that's, you know, I know you and I, I'm sure, over, you know, we've talked going back to last summer about the distrust between the players and owners right now. Yes. I mean, you know the atmosphere is not good, and you know the, the 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 players, you know, don't think the owners are are you know they they, they don't they, they don't the the distrust it goes back to the last collective bargaining agreement which was signed after the 2016 season, and you know there are some changes and and since then free agency's taken a huge hit even before coronavirus, uh, free agents. Uh, older free agents are getting squeezed. They're not being offered big contracts. And, you know, a lot of it also it goes to analytics. You know, the feeling in, among teams is once you're over 30 now, you're, you're going to decline. So, you know, the players uh, have not had a good run in free agency, and they think the owners, you know, they, they, they think they got beat at the negotiating table basically after 2016. So they are determined – to get a few things back. And they think the owners have been, you know, pocketing way too much money. Well, now that you're right, the owners have legitimate concerns. Uh, two years in a row, they've taken a huge hit, uh, no matter what the players say. And so now here we are. And, you know, when things get back to normal, uh, is anybody's guess. I mean, you know, will we be able to have capacity crowds in baseball parks say in August and September, I mean, you know, some areas are looking better, but you look at like Michigan right now is one of the hot spots in the country for the coronavirus. So, you know, I mean, it's hard to see the Tigers being able to play in front of a full stadium the rest of the summer. I mean, we just don't know. So yeah, to get back to the the point, you know, there are a lot of people around the game very worried about, what's going to happen after this season, because you would think, you know, the players would be in a, of a mind to say, to agree that, well, everybody's lost a lot of money, especially the owners. So if, if there's any time to 
cooperate and meet in the middle. It's now. But I don't get that sense from the players that that's what's going to happen. Scott Miller joining us, covered the major leagues for a long time, and I should jump in and congratulate New York Times. That's great stuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, you know, long story, but uh, free agent. You know, I've been, as you know, 14 years with CBSSports.com and then uh, seven years with Bleacher Report. And then, you know, end of the summer last year, Bleacher Report uh, kind of went the way of some other websites. You know, they decided to not renew a bunch of contracts and just go, you know, de-emphasize a lot of things they had been doing. So, yeah, I'm you know, in the free agent market, and like a lot of people in the pandemic, you know. I mean, a lot of people have uh, have lost jobs or, or had their life change, and they're trying to look at things. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate, as you well know, to have covered this game for about 30 years. And, uh, um, you know, I'm not a young kid just trying to carve out my way in a new career, you know. So, it's, it's you know, um, as we're all navigating different things, yes, I'm a free agent. And, uh, yeah, yeah, New York Times. Uh, so, yeah, be, uh, yeah, it was nice to do a freelance piece for them. And, uh, um, yeah, it went well. I think uh, there might be a few more where that came from. We'll see. That's outstanding. Yeah, good news. And uh, before we do our run of time, we got to talk about that wonderful uh, yeah. Padres-Dodgers series this weekend. Uh, it's a great game. You love the game. I love the game. And, when you see a series like that, that that lives up to the expectations, that that's phenomenal. Oh, it really is. I mean, that the Friday night game. I mean, you know, first of all, every the players on both teams and both managers, Dave Roberts of the Dodgers, Jace Tingler of the Padres, all talked every single day, post game interviews on Zoom, whatever. They all were complimentary. They, they said it was so great to have fans back in the park, and the fans were into it. And it might have been 15,000 people, but it sounded like a lot more, and they all were so grateful to have fans back in the stands this year and to have that energy level back, even if it is only 15,000. So, you know, the fans were into it. The players were into it. It was intense. Friday night went 12 innings, and it was, you know, uh, it, 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 the Dodgers won that one, but it was just so crazy. Um, I mean, like we always talk about in baseball, the games have been played 150 years, and yet you still see things you just don't, you know, you never know what you're going to see night to night. And, and Friday night was no different. Friday night before the game, Padres were opening homestand. They honored Joe Musgrove for his no-hitter a week earlier. His first one in franchise history happened on the road. So right before the game Friday, there's a brief ceremony honoring Joe Musgrove for pitching the no-hitter. Five hours later, in the 12th inning, uh, Padres had run out of pitchers. They ran through 10 pitchers. So they put their second baseman, Jake Cronenworth, into pitch. They moved Joe Musgrove. They didn't want to dare pitch him because he had thrown the no-hitter and he had pitched recently, and he, he wasn't, you know, obviously don't want to hurt the guy. But they had no other pitchers, so they put Cronenworth on the mound and they put Joe Musgrove in left field. So yeah. here we are. The game, the night starts with honoring a guy for throwing a no hitter. And then it ends with, Hey, we're putting you in left field. And then to make matters crazier. Well, two things, one Cronenworth's on the mound first major league pitching appearance. So of course he strikes out Mookie Betts. Why wouldn't that happen, right? I mean, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, Mookie Betts, American League MVP two years ago. He's 
finishes second in the National League MVP voting last year. And here Jake Cronenworth strikes him out. Meanwhile, Joe Musgrove's out left field. Meanwhile, David Price is in relief for the Dodgers. He's won a Cy Young Award. He ends up getting the save Friday night. But also, he's hardly ever batted because he's pitched most of his career in the American League. Well, darned if he doesn't hit a sacrifice fly in the 12th inning. And who, of course, did he hit the fly ball to? Old Joe Musgrove catches it in left field. I mean, it was just crazy stuff. You know, we had a bench-clearing incident Friday. Saturday, Clayton Kershaw and you Darvish face each other. Darvish takes a perfect game into the fifth inning. Uh, he loses the perfect game, and then he loses his shutout when base is loaded. He's facing Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw can't hit very well, but he worked an eight-pitch walk. He fouled off. He had like four foul balls in a row, and finally Darvish walked him to force in the game's first run. I mean, it That's was awesome. Night after Friday night, Saturday night, and then yesterday the game comes down to the Padres scoring the bottom of the eighth to, to finally take a lead and salvage a one game. I mean, emotions were high. Two bench clearing incidents. I mean, it's those IT games between these two teams can be a lot of fun this year. And this, uh, they, they they actually have a return match uh, beginning Thursday night in Dodger Stadium this week. Thursday begins a four-game series, uh, Padres at Dodgers. So it, it was a lot of fun last weekend. I anticipate it will be uh, throughout the year. Well, Scott, always good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Likewise, I'm really happy to see the Twins back in action tomorrow, oh, yeah. and I'll be keeping an eye on that doubleheader. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, the, the boys get healthy and uh, they, they put on their hitting shoes and win a few ball games. Yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle for the Twins so far. It All has. right, Scott, yeah, they, thanks. Yeah. Started with Donaldson's hamstring first or cat, first day of the inning of the season. Anyway, take care. I know you got to go, Steve. Thank you. All right, there he is, Scott Miller, joining us. Covering some Angel Leagues for a long time. And uh, some, some stories in the Times over that uh, wonderful Dodgers-Padres series over the weekend. Uh, as we pointed out, Good news on the Twins front. No more positives. They were able to travel to Oakland. They settle in. Get ready for a doubleheader. We'll be on the air at 5 Tuesday afternoon. Straight doubleheader. Shoemaker in game one. Barrios in game two in the series finale on Wednesday afternoon. It'll be Kenta Maeda. And the Twins trying to get back on track. It, it certainly has been a struggle. We'll talk more about that. I have the headlines from the day in sports. Here on News Talk, E3OW. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 